1: There
2: is the Scott Kaplan megaphone. Hey, let me take care of a little business first. Game of games, uh, always powered by Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you got to go to calljacob.com or call 844 24 Jacob. That's 844 24 Jacob. We welcome to the show George Sedano and Scott Kaplan. Um, boys, we have a dilemma that I'll get to in a second, but let me ask Sedano, um, mm-hmm. George, since you do play by play now, um, how would you handle my Jalen Williams dilemma? I have to call a game on Wednesday. Where they start two players named Jalen Williams, which and keep in mind it's radio, so you're not going to be able to to see it on TV. Um, you call games on the radio. What should we do? Um, so
3: I have not had to call an OKC game because they're not on national radio very um, much, right? But I would do what I would do is this. Um, Jalen Williams, number six versus number eight, right? One of them, one of them is a power forward. The other one is a shooting guard, right? Um, so I would perhaps reference like when I would say, um, Jalen Williams, uh, the shooting guard, I would say, uh, or the guard even, or Jalen Williams, the forward, right? Like that. I like it. that would probably be the best way to do it, because I know you have them again coming up in a couple of days. Yeah. But wait, Wednesday. I
4: thought, George, what you were saying
2: was Jalen Williams. versus number, eight? Right. So on, Jalen on Williams radio, six Jalen Williams eight. On the radio, radio capping, they can't, they yeah, can't they, tell.
3: They can't tell. But but. It, but on the radio, if you understand one's a guard and one's a forward, you understand where they are on the floor better most times.
2: Yeah, and Michael's so good with stuff like this. We can have a lot of fun with it. He'll come, Michael will come up with some goofy Bahamian way to tell you him apart. You can also say guard huh?
1: Jalen For- Williams, forward Jalen Williams. The hard part is when three Williams yeah. are on. And
2: then when Kenrick, yeah. when Kenrick Williams gets out there, K. Williams. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, Ken-
3: we'll, Kenrick Williams, also a power forward, right? Yeah. But at least his name is Kenrich, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's that. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I would do. I would say Jalen Williams, uh, the guard, versus Jalen Williams, the forward.
2: Okay. So, Bergman, what is the latest on O'Shea?
5: O'Shea is going to be going on with uh, Sedano and Cappy. Okay, good. Oh,
2: is Mason going to be upset about this? Yes. I don't need this. <laughs> but, but I don't need this in my life. He is going to oh, no, be upset, fine. but it, this is the difference between when Mason's here and when he's not. So we had O'Shea. O'Shea reached out to Greg and he said, hey, I want to come on. It's my birthday and Cocaine Bear's coming out. Happy birthday. I want to get happy birthday, Shea, uh, is coming out on Friday. And Greg said, done. Two o'clock, you're coming in. So O'Shea texts him back and says, hey, I got a problem. Uh Sedano and cap want me to. So why don't I just come on during crosstalk? And when Greg told me that, I said, boy, are you lucky Mason's not here. Because this would be the end of Mason and. Sinai. Oh no no! If
3: it was Mason was there, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even entertain it. Honestly, if Mason is going to get pissed off, like I don't want to entertain it anyway. I could always just call O'Shea myself. Right.
2: So, <laughs> so. when I when I heard this, th- apparently Lindsay felt strongly about having him on your show. I said, take him, uh, because Mason's had the impression that certain guests can only go on. Certain right. They're only. Shows. They're
3: like yeah. They're like
1: Mason in Ireland. Like only yeah, right. And it's nothing like, could okay.
2: be further from the truth. I, I mean
1: I could care less when they come but on. But this is how the alliance ends. Like it starts, restarts. Yeah, but, plans, but Mason, it's restart. won't,
2: wait, Mason won't care if he's not here.
1: He, right. he like and he's not
2: listening. He's right. he's like he's but in a, get he's in an Aaron Rodgers hole with the lights out. <laughs> he'll get word though. That's
1: the problem. He'll get word <laughs> yeah, he that O'Shea. No, he, yeah, if he's not here, he doesn't care. Okay. I agree I mean, with
4: Andy and I I'm actually a little apprehensive about the entire situation myself because I don't want Mason to get mad at me. Yeah, he will. I,
2: when 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 he finds out he'll hold it against you for uh,
1: George, how long does he stay mad? Oh my god, forever. <laughs> like, that's my point. Like Jesus. this will lead to the alliance breaking up between Sedano and Mace before I don't think so. Restarts. Oh my god. I don't think so.
2: Yeah. It uh it, it's I, I I think that Mason not being here takes it off the plate.
3: Well, I would also just blame Lindsay, no offense.
2: Yeah, there you go. That's actually a really good idea. That's what Mason did for two years. So (laughs) just blame Lindsay. Yeah. (laughs) Just like he blames Greg. Right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That's a really good idea. George, you and I could say, like, hey, Mace, to be honest with you, we didn't think it was a good idea. We realized that O'Shea is, you know, belongs to your show. So we didn't feel good about it. But then Lindsay went and booked him. And then we didn't want to be jerks by canceling it because then that makes us look bad. So it's all all Lindsay's fault. Let's blame her.
2: Now you're home. Um, So. Guys, let me ask you the question I asked Andy and Greg earlier. Um, How excited or optimistic am I allowed to be, George, about the Lakers winning these two games in blowouts, keeping in mind no Zion Wednesday and no Wiggins and no Steph last night? Still, these new Lakers all look really good. How enthusiastic can I be moving forward?
3: Well, I would say that – if 10 is like you're ecstatic and fireworks are shooting out of your orifice, We're going to the right? finals, right? Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, or one is like not at all. I would say, I, you know, I'd say like a solid six or six and a
4: half. Good. I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, I was going to go up a little higher. Uh, I was going to go into the eight. Why higher? Into the eighth. Well, here's why. Because you know what this team really needs right now is it needs like a bunch of preseason games. Well, luckily, at least the last two have yeah, basically
2: been that good point. Yeah. Right.
4: So, so uh, look, if, if they lose last night to a very short-handed golden state team, what are we all saying today? Forget it. It's over. No. Mason was right. Yeah. It's over. Right. They, they, they beat the teams they're supposed to
3: beat. Right. Correct. Like it's like uh, what Chris rock says. You're supposed to take your kids to the zoo.
4: Right. So these guys win these games, which yes, they're playing against some shorthanded teams, but they had to win them number one, and they had to use the opportunity to learn to play together. Now it's only two games. But John, I, I'm I
2: think you should be an eight on the excitement meter. Good. Uh I I'm very naturally excited about how well they're playing. And I'm thinking this road trip is a two in one trip. Let's see if I'm right. I'm it's weird, guys. I'm more excited about this three game nothing road trip to three like not glamorous cities than I've been Probably since the the bubble title, I I just really want to see if they can play against, particularly uh Sedano the Memphis game. I want to see, uh, I I don't know if they can win it, but I want to see if they can give them a game. I think they can. Yeah, uh, I mean, listen,
3: I I, I think they match up pretty well against them. Yeah, uh, particularly like like here's the thing, if they if the Lakers make it out of the play in or they just let, let I mean obviously they got to make it there first, right? Let's like you know one thing at a time. But if let's say they did make it out of the play in. I told Cappy the other day because he asked me, like, who would you rather see? I I would hope that they can get to the seven because I would would much rather take my chances with Memphis than I would with Denver, the way Denver's playing. Like, Denver just added Reggie Jackson into the mix. And, like, Denver's a really complete team. And I know everyone says, oh, Nikola Jokic doesn't play any defense. They've been really good defensively, like, the last six weeks. They just started off terribly. But now... They are a pretty good defensive team. Like they've been a top ten defensive team the last month and a half. So, but Memphis to me, it's still that thing of like they're young. Like you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. hasn't played a ton of playoff games. So I, I still feel like they could be had. Their their bench is super duper young, even more young than their starting five is. So yeah, they gave away. They
1: gave away a game in Philly last night. Memphis that they hasn't played well lately. Period. They're not playing well right now. Um, no, they're not.
3: They're not. But but I, I just don't love them to come out of the West anyway. Um, I would If I had to pick a team to come out of the West, I would pick Phoenix and Denver at the top, and then everyone else kind of falls into a category afterwards. So, um, yeah, I, I just would rather them get to at least the seven where they can secure – First of all, they don't have to play an extra game in the play-in round. Let's start right. with that. And then, um, then that way they just win the one, and they're good at seven if they can get there. I mean, clearly you want to get to the six. You want to play Sacramento because that's a that's a winnable series. But I don't know how e- how easily they're going to be able to get to the six.
2: Uh, I think that's a really tall order. Right. Um Although George, they beat Denver this year um, in a, in a game where AD kind of neutralized Jokic, and I it. it it seems to me that like they could give Denver a series, but let's let's cross all these bridges when we get to them. I, I they get like you keep saying, Andy, they got to get there first.
1: Yeah, it, it's going to be hard for them, no matter how they get there. But if they get there, it means by definition they're playing well. Like it is impossible for the Lakers to back into the playoffs. There's no other yeah, way They've than got to the- they go through the front door loud. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. like, yeah. if they manage to get into the playoffs, they really do become a team that probably nobody wants to play.
4: All right. Uh- John, John, hold on. Let me ask you a question. So, last night, you know, George and I are, you know, we're kind of doing our thing last night, you know, kind of working the crowd a little bit. Right. Working the pregame. Yeah. And we're working the suite. You know, got to go up to the nightclub and say hello to everybody. And we're kind of no, working. No, you did all that. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> <so. laughs> that. Kind
2: of in the arena last night,
4: right? I would expect so, nothing less. So I leave at halftime. You know,
2: you pulled a Mason.
4: I did. I yeah. admit it. You know, I got to drive to South South L.A. So and it was yeah, going to yeah. take me ninety minutes, and I didn't know about the rain and what was going to happen. So, um, so I'm driving home and I'm listening to the game broadcast, and the Lakers are up by twenty in the fourth quarter, right? And you're saying Lebron James, Lebron James, and I'm going, wait a second. They're up by 20 in the fourth quarter. This one, they're going to win. Why is he still in the game? I mean, his health is so critical.
2: It's a fair question. This is my guess, and Andy, I'm curious if you agree with it. He only played 26 minutes, and at the time I was saying that stuff, Cap, when they were up 20 in the fourth, he was 3 of 15 from the field. So I think the reason he was still out there was to try and work through that. He had an unusually bad shooting night. And I think they wanted to let him see if he could find his rhythm because this big trip is coming up. That's my only answer. Andy, what do
1: you think? Either that or, I mean, some type of streak or whatever he had going. Like, if there was something along those lines, like a point scoring
2: streak. Yeah, he had a 20-point streak that fell last night. Right. But the 10-point streak is, like, the the really
1: amazing one. Right. It's, like, like every year since 2005. Right. So, I mean, if LeBron was trying to maintain that or, like you said, I mean, he he really looked off last night as far as his scoring went. Like, he – he was missing shots around the rim that he normally used By the way, Sedano,
2: I think the fact that they mm-hmm. won a game when LeBron and A.D. didn't have it. You know, yeah. A.D. only took five shots. LeBron yep. was terrible. I'm not sure that's a game they would have won before the trade. Oh, no line. question.
3: They get slaughtered. They, they lose by 20 in that game. Right. Uh, a, you know, two weeks ago, basically.
4: You know why, George? Why? Because at that point, you know what they didn't
2: have? Lasers. That's right. Oh, uh, there you go. Now yeah. they got them. Yep. Yeah. Um, hey, hit the breaking news thing for a second there, hurry. I'm sure you guys have heard that the, uh, the Classico, LAFC against the Galaxy, which was scheduled for tomorrow at the Rose Bowl, has yeah. been postponed. No, Trafico. No, no. El Trafico. 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 That, that's yeah. right. What's, yeah. what's Classico? What Classico
3: is-, is Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah. Okay,
2: so, yeah. so Trafico, which is a perfect name. Um, <laughs> they've just rescheduled it. To when? Tuesday, July 4th. Come on. So really? they're going to make sure it doesn't rain. They're going to play it on right. the 4th of July. And, and they're wow. still going to play it in the Rose Bowl? Yeah. Oh, okay. At 7.30 at night on the 4th of July. Add fireworks I'll do that. Let's I'll do go there. That's
1: actually a really
5: fun, fun 4th go. of July.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I would do that, especially because Pasadena already does a great job on 4th of July anyway, right? Like with the fireworks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I applaud them, by the way, guys, for canceling this game tomorrow. Apparently, the field's underwater. But more importantly, I'm very glad that neither one of you got in your cars and drove here today. I hydroplaned. I have a relatively new car, about a year old. I hydroplaned three times on the way here today. It's just a terrible time to have people driving it's going to be raining all night and and to, to get eighty thousand people to the rose bowl to watch a, a game in a kiddie pool would have been really stupid yeah, yeah. i think well, they made a really other, good move here
4: the other part of it is in this game like maybe check me on this but it's it's an apple tv game and for all i know it could be the very first mls game on apple
2: it, it's the season yeah. opener or yeah. it was you totally want to make it a good product it. that's a so good the, call right
4: so my point is right exactly you don't want to show an empty rose bowl if you're trying to show off This, you know, inner city rivalry
2: and this weather that we're having is historically bad. I mean, they're saying that we haven't had a storm in Los Angeles that's this cold and this rainy in 30 years. You see the snow at the Hollywood sign? It's already – oh, wow. They said there was yeah. going to be some snow in places. We hadn't seen it in a while. But,
3: it's, yeah. um, I mean, the mountains are just insane right now. Like, it's just wild. Even the foothills, you know. Like, you go basically anything above 2,000 feet over uh, sea level, and it's just wild. Like, it's <laughs> – I mean, for, God forbid you're up there in, like, the mountains, like, in Big Bear or something like that. Like, then you're in real trouble up there from a blizzard perspective. So and Then you'd have
4: to have that four-wheel drive from Honest Abe, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, I will. Hey, I um, would have
3: to.
2: Before we get out of here –
4: Wait, wait. So.
3: Actually, I have a question for you, Johnson. Yes, sir. Since Cappy mentioned Apple, you're, I mean, still a Pac-12 guy for one more year, yeah. and it may not affect you anyway, but boy, did they screw up this um, rights deal situation. Cappy and I were talking about this the other day.
2: George, I don't know. I said it earlier in the show. I don't know of a sports organization who is more lost than the Pac-12. Uh, they, they cannot get out of their own way, whether it's losing their two biggest schools uh, to a, a conference that the schools didn't even want to go to, to not getting a TV deal cleared on DirecTV, to now not getting a TV deal cleared anywhere. They, there's no excitement around their championship games. Uh, I I just don't get how they can be this mismanaged. And this is yet another chapter for the book. They've already got rid of Larry Scott, uh, George Klievakov, the new uh, – the new commissioner was supposed to be much better. He seems to be continuing this long streak of bad decisions. I, yeah. I don't get why the Pac-12 can't get out of their own way, but they can't.
3: Well, you know what's crazy to me is that Michael Yormark, I believe, is the is the Big 12. It's either Brett or Michael. They're brothers. Yeah. Um, and w- one of the Yormarks is now the Big 12 commissioner. He was there for five minutes and immediately got on the phone with Fox and ESPN and got a Big 12 deal hammered out because his thinking was, we need to get this done before the Pac-12 does or we're going to get screwed. And I don't understand why the Pac-12 w- has this um, continued notion of oh if we take our time things will fall into place dude we're about to hit a recession like are you serious everybody's gonna tail back on their spending like this this could not have been a worse way to handle this situation for the Pac-12
2: and they continually do this I mean every time they have a chance to do something good it goes the other way I mean it just it and I'm at first, I thought UCLA and USC leaving the Pac-12 was really bad because it's going to make you know the volleyball team fly to Maryland for right. one match. Yeah. Now I just think getting away from these Pac-12 knuckleheads is the way to go. And I we, just think they uh, m- marrying yourself to that conference and that company and those people is a losing proposition. We, we talked
1: about this before, John. They may be relying on Coach Prime to save the Pac-12. Really? Yeah. They, I know, but do you buy
3: Mick Cronin saying that his seating in the preseason seat? Or the pre-tournament seeding is uh, is
2: a joke because they're being penalized for... Here's, George, here's how you can tell. Yeah. There's one more UCLA-Arizona game to be played. It's next right. week. If yeah. UCLA wins that game and Arizona gets a better seed, then you know Mick Cronin is not being paranoid. Right. I, actually, Cappy disagreed with
3: me. I looked at the USC schedule. They have four games in five weeks against... The toughest opponents in their conference. Like in the past, those games have been spread out a little bit. Cappy doesn't think that that's revenge. I absolutely 100% think that Yeah, I don't. Revenge.
2: Well, let's just say I don't think they're doing SC or UCLA any favors as they're, you know, it's like don't let the door hit you on the way
1: out. Well, yeah, you know well, what? USC I mean, and UCLA are going to have the last laugh when they right. go to a better conference and get $100 so, yeah. million dollars yeah. the day they walk in.
2: All right, Tonato and Cap with special guest O'Shea oh, Jackson geez. Jr. I don't know about that. You, wait, wait, what? You can't turn it down now. It's his birthday, Cap. Happy birthday, O'Shea. Yeah, happy birthday, Shea. All right, where is
3: Mason anyway now? Is he in a darkness retreat? Yeah, he's uh, in
2: Oregon in a hole and with uh, no lights. Um, (laughs) Crosstalk presented by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Have a great weekend, everybody. Sonato and Cap next, ESPN LA.
4: On On
3: yesterday, though. What happened? McMiniman shook your hand. I did have a little embrace with Dave McMiniman. Yeah, you were were walking with me. I saw him. He was sitting down where LeBron was warming up. I gave him a little bro hug, and then he stood up to talk, and then he saw you immediately, said, hey,
4: what's up, and shook your hand. I said, my man. Now, I'll tell you what. The bigger thrill for me last night was meeting this young lady, Malika Andrews. Oh, yes, yes. I introduced you to Malika. That's right. I had never met her before. Well,
3: can I tell the story of how that happened? So you were getting your credential. She was behind you. Mm -hmm. You turned around. You looked at her like you were like, oh, you're Malika Andrews. She kind of went to get her credential. And then I was like, I knew we were going to see her again. So I was like, I'm going to make sure to introduce her because that's I'm I'm that kind of guy. I will ask Greg. Well, Greg's not around anymore. I introduced Greg to her last time at the last game we were at together so yeah i wanted to make
4: sure you met her yes. well i looked at her and i was like i don't know who this is exactly but man she is like stunning you know and i'm like and then when you introduced me to her i'm like oh hey yeah 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 now okay now i'm putting two and two together yeah um wow she i wanted to like congratulate her on all of her success i didn't really i mean she looks she is a young girl and uh man she does a great job and good for her and it was the mm-hmm. first time i'd ever met her and then yeah so i'm down on the floor george I'm checking out LeBron. I'm kind of checking out Well, his I saw you action. when I was
3: talking to McMiniman. You went around and started videotaping something with your phone.
4: Well, I was videotaping LeBron kind of in his pregame warm-up, you know? Ah, and I put ah, it okay. out on Twitter, like, all right, LeBron, let's go. You said 23 games. These are the most important ones. Let's go, Jack. Yeah. And so I put that out. And then I decided to start taking a little walk. You know, I started walking well, I- around the floor. I saw you near the TNT broadcast table talking to an older couple. Um, <laughs> uh, the older couple with the right. two young kids. When I kids. was
3: talking to Darvin Ham and, and said hello to Rob Polinka afterwards, I turned around because I thought maybe you'd still be like on the baseline. And I saw you across the way talking to some couple.
4: I started chatting with these folks. The one gentleman is like the head of sales for the ESPN radio station in New York. And that was his lovely wife with him. And they're two young okay. kids that came from New York, all rock and Laker jerseys last night. Right. So okay. I was chatting with them, you know, kind of doing what I do. And then uh, then I, I said, you know, let's go up to the suite. I'm kind of hungry, you know. And then I went up to the suite. And then when you got up to the suite, you're like, what happened to you?
3: Yeah, I was like, I thought you were still behind me. And when I, you know, said what's up to Darwin, Darwin saw me say, "Hey, what up, Jorge?" And I was, "Hey, what up, Coach?" And then, and then Rob was like, "Hey, what up?" And I was like, "Hey, what up, Rob?" And then I turned around and you weren't there. And then I, I looked, ar- I kept it moving. And then when I looked, I was looking around the court for you. You were across the way talking to the salespeople.
4: Well, I had already moved down. I wanted to go say hello to a couple of the people from, you know, Golden State. You know, I had to hug it out a little bit with Steve Kerr. You know, I had yeah. to say hello to him. That's your guy, San Diego, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then he's got an assistant on that staff. I only know him as Q, but he's got a real name, but I, I only know him as Q. Right. So I said hello to him. I had to hug it out with him a little bit. Yeah. And so I was just making my rounds. And I, I when, when I speak to Darvin Ham, though, I'm going to ask that he refer to me as Playa.
6: <laughs> I was going to say, that's a very dramatic pause there. <laughs> I, I know.
3: I was very pregnant pause is what I was going to say. But yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. That that goes to show you that's God's way of saying, no, don't ever actually say that to Darvin him. Wouldn't you agree?
6: <laughs> yeah. I think he's referring to um, him saying that to Malik Beasley.
3: Right. Right. I know. But Cappy's not a player. Not at all. Oh, he's no. He said leader. his
6: electric went out. Uh-oh.
3: Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> well, you know, you did make the comment the other day that he was struck down by lightning, and now maybe officially that has actually happened to be the case. So... Uh, so, in the interim, I do have some news for Laker fans because I know they're playing the Warriors again here in a couple of days. The Lakers have a very strange schedule, actually, if you really look at it. So, the Lakers are obviously going on this road trip here over the next couple of days, Funchy and Lindsey. And the road trip is going to be a true test of actually who they are because you know, playing at home should be an inherent advantage. But you're going to play Dallas, who has got a team now that they feel comfortable with. They've got Memphis on the road, and we all know what happened the last time they played Memphis, so Memphis is probably looking for a little revenge. And then OKC, who, dude, for whatever reason, seems to own the damn Lakers. For whatever I mean, Funchie, you you do every Lakers game, okay? You yes, are sir. the producer of our Lakers broadcast. You are there with Sliwa and John and Michael. What the hell is going on with the OKC Thunder that they own the Lakers the way?
1: I they don't do? know, man. It's it's just that I think they play a lot harder because they got these young kids and they're just running up the court, you know, forty eight minutes to the whole game, you know, and the Lakers yeah. are just slowing it up.
3: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully these new guys can help with that cause. But so anyway, they've got this three game road trip, and and obviously that is a big uh, trip for the Lakers. And by the way, then they get back, they got Minnesota, who's in front of them right now, and I so there's a. Small possibility. I don't think that it's going to be the case. They may get lucky and miss Carl Anthony Towns still, but there's real talk about Carl Anthony Towns being ready here in early March. So you got that. And then the Warriors are coming back here on March 5th, which is a Sunday afternoon game on ABC and ESPN Radio, and yours truly will have the ESPN Radio call. But here's what I was going to get at. So yesterday, and by the way, I love the Redcoats. I'm a Redcoat fan. Although there's some new red coats. Funch, have you noticed this new red coats?
1: Yeah, I noticed that. Yes, they're, there's they're, a lot of new ones. They're wearing polo shirts. Not really wearing red coats. And like quarter zips, right? Yeah, 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 like quarter zip red coats. And they're new ones though, like new people
3: is what I'm saying. Like they've shifted a few in and out. And um I saw one and Steph Curry was sitting there on the bench when I was uh you know, standing there with Malika. We were talking to a couple people and Draymond came by. We said hello. And then Steph gets up, take, gets up from the bench. He's in street clothes. And he takes a couple of shots and the red coat young guy. I mean, you know, probably doesn't know anything about basketball, to be honest with you. He just happens to be working at the arena. And I believe he said to him, are you a player <laughs> 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 to Steph Curry? And Steph comes like, you know, he just kind of smiles and shoots one more. And I said, did he just ask you if he was a if you were a player? And he started laughing he goes, I don't know, man, he might have. He goes, maybe he was trying to rebound for me, you know? And, uh, and I said, okay. And then, so I asked
4: him, Cappy, I hear you're back now. Well, yeah, you know, I almost, I, I don't know if I got struck by lightning or if, uh, I don't know if the wind blew over like the power lines or maybe my space heater blew my entire circuit breaker. Well, i actually not exactly your sure.
3: If you had your actual heater on, you wouldn't have to worry
4: about your space. Oh, heater you'd have been proud of me out. last night, George. I used my heater the entire night last night.
3: Yeah. Well, that's probably how you should do it at this time. Um, when there's like an unprecedented storm, uh, yeah. in
4: in our you know, you know, anyway, presence. you were talking about uh, this whole so situation Steph, with redcoats. Yeah, and Steph.
3: I, and I asked Steph. So I asked Steph after that funny exchange. I said to Steph, um, I said, hey, how you feeling? He's like, no, I'm feeling good. And I'm like, you coming back soon? He shrugged his shoulders and smiled. And said, you know, maybe. And uh, so then I did a little more digging after I got that conversation done. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's a possibility. Yeah. You know, don't quote me on this, but there's a possibility that that game could be a game where he plays.
4: Aggregate that man is what you should yeah. do. You're talking about all those new uh, red coat, George. How about our man, the cop, the LAPD cop that we oh, always talked to, Officer
3: Rico? Yeah,
4: dude, Officer Rico gave us yesterday. I, I'm not even sure what it is exactly. I'm holding it in my hand right now. This yeah. little, how would they're you like describe? little
3: uh, dolls. They're um, they're like the uh, Japanese uh, doll toys that are like little cartoons. I don't know the name of them, but I, my daughter has a bunch of them, so I knew what it was because she has them.
4: Officer Rico. Yeah. Dude, every time we walk into the arena, we got to hug it out with Officer Rico. Yeah, he loves the show. He's a huge fan of the show. Mm-hmm. And I got, I'm going to take a picture of this. I'll post it on Twitter. Somebody must know what this is called. But Officer Rico is like, here, this is me. And I'm like, what do you mean this is you? Like sometimes if you're ever around a Marine and a Marine has like one of those little coins that they put up on the bar. And if they yeah. put the coin on the bar before you put yours on the bar, you have to buy the drinks. I'm not sure what those are called. Mm-hmm. But Officer Rico is walking around with these little... I know, it's kind of like when you're on an airplane and they give you a little pin almost. Yeah, Yeah. like a pin, like they give you the the wings, you know, like you've earned your wings. Yeah. So shout out to LAPD and shout out to Officer Rico.
3: Yeah. I can ask my daughter at the break. She would know. I would just go up there and show it to her real quick. But anyway, uh, so Cappy, so yeah, Steph, this is a very test, like a a time where the Lakers are going to be tested is what I would say here over the next couple of games.
4: Yeah. um, Look, I, I thought last night, George, all in all, was a very, very exciting night. And I don't know if you noticed it, but you remember the night that LeBron broke the record, how everybody was kind of like, wow, there's like a feel tonight, like it's an NBA Finals game. Like it just felt like bigger than a regular season game, right? Did last night have that feel also? Like there was a buzz and a vibe of post-All-Star break, uh, LeBron AD both ready to go, revamped roster, people excited. We saw what it looked like one time. There was a buzz last night, like okay, Steph's in the house even though he's not playing. Did you feel that? Did you did you feel that vibe last night?
3: No, I didn't feel a vibe. No, I no vibe did, at all. I, no zero. There was no. No, vibe. I actually no. because Steph wasn't playing, I felt very little. There wasn't as big a vibe. I didn't. Oh, think. I felt. Like, like, there,
4: I felt like the arena was crowded. I felt like there were a lot of. I'm just, oh no, but it's, it's come on. It's a leak no, but here. I There's just always, felt like there was an energy last night. No, I didn't no, get no Not energy like for the you game huh? when he broke the record. No, no not even
3: close. for you. No, nothing. not like that. Like. That felt like a playoff game environment the day he broke the record.
4: Well, I kind of, listen, I, I got a different vibe, different feel. Yeah. Nah, not, yeah. not happening for you, huh? Nah. I'm going to take this picture and I'm going to put it out and everybody can figure out what this this officer- Yeah, I, thing I know,
3: is. I, 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 yeah, I, I, it's like a little Japanese, like, well, it's a figurine, but it's not like, the, the actual, he didn't give us an actual toy, he gave us like a little like uh like a little pin thing, yeah, that, I don't know how to explain it.
4: I, I don't, don't know. know how to explain it either, that's why I'm putting it out on Twitter.
3: Uh, all right, coming up next, Cappy, your boy Brody will be back in action. We'll start. How about that? Let's get into some of that with the Clippers in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about our friends at Tequila Mandala. It's Friday. Listen, after being out on the road today, you're going to need some. Trust me when I tell you that. Founded by a couple of guys, Tequila Mandala, just like you. You may be listening in the car. One from Jalisco, Mexico, and one born and raised in SoCal. Down and down, with the vision to create a sippy tequila meant for sharing with friends and loved ones. And today is the type of day. You hunker down at home while the weather is terrible, and, you know, you make some food at the house and pour yourself a little blanco, maybe a little margarita, right? A reposado, perhaps on the rocks. Añejo or extra añejo, sipping tequila for me. So, you know, neat on those. But you've heard me talk about it. I love all of them. Uh, they're all conversation starters because, first, if you see the bottle, you're like, whoa, what is that? That is an incredible conversation starter. But the bigger conversation starter is, is the nectar of the gods inside. And you guys have been sending us, when you've been buying the bottles, you can buy them at a bunch of different stores. If you go to their website, you go to tequilamandala.com, it'll tell you where you can get them, including Costco. A lot of you have been sending us the pictures on social media. We've been posting one. We've been having a a sip of the nectar of the gods. But you got to do it yourself, whether it's at home this weekend, when you're just kind of hunker down, when you have the big party, the uh, anniversary, the carne asada, the birthday party, whatever you want to do. Go elevate your tequila game today. Get yourself some Tequila Mandala. Follow their journey on social media at Tequila Mandala on all their social channels. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website. I'll give it to you one more time. Tequilamandala.com to find a store or a restaurant nearest you. Tequila Mandala. Demand the extraordinary.
5: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
4: Jump. Uh, uh, Might as well jump. Now, George, you like Van Halen? Yeah. Do you like David Lee Roth Van Halen? I do. You like Sammy Hagar Van Halen? I mean, He's aight. Oh, really? Okay. I like David Lee Roth better. Now, listen, I love this song. Love this album. But, um, you know, in the complete body of work, it says a lot about who you are as a person when you make a declaration. You're either a David Lee Roth Van Halen guy or a Sammy Hagar Van Halen guy, and you've made your declaration. I'm on the other side.
3: Yeah, but only because you're only on the other side because you say that one does a better concert than the other at this point. That one guy forgot the lyrics, that David Lee Roth forgot the lyrics. I'm David thinking about, like, when That's I right. used to watch. Uh, you know, the videos on MTV as a kid and they do California Girls and I was watching
4: David Lee Roth, you know what I mean? Right, but you were watching David Lee Roth, not Van Halen, just so you know. Yeah. Well, the question wasn't who do you like better as a solo artist? The question is who do you like better as a lead singer of Van Halen? But I like David Lee Roth too because I like Jump better. I like Panama and I like all those songs that were from like the early 80s. Panama is the song where David Lee forgot the lyrics, which is when I gave up on him.
3: Yeah. hot for teacher, right?
4: Um, what else do they have? Ain't talking about love. Yeah, right. You got that one the, too. That's the old school. That's the old. School Running Van with the devil. Yep. Right. Plenty Those are all school. David Lee Roth. Right. But if you if you go into the you Sammy know, I don't Hagar like this, collection, the this Sammy Hagar
3: right now. Hey. Yeah. No tomorrow. tomorrow. Right. right now. What is right. this? What a like, great what song. It, 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 I mean, that song is like, I feel like, what are you you're like? It's like Saturday morning cartoons after no, like you're telling me the more, you know, like what? Like no, that's what kind a of very song inspirational is this? song? Those are very oh, yeah,
4: inspirational whatever. lyrics.
3: Get out of here.
4: Very inspirational. Right. Listen to these lyrics. No, man. Right I want to hear now when I hear these bands,
3: I want to hear about them partying. That's what I want to hear right I don't, now. I don't need them for
4: inspiration. I'm telling you, man, these are great lyrics.
1: It means everything.
4: Nice job. Bleh. Bleh. I, was, I, I know Van Halen's no bad bunny. My bad.
3: you you're damn right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, ain't no pit bull. you damn right. Damn skippy. All right, so listen, you were about to talk about the Clippers, and what a big game tonight that the Clippers are playing not just because Russ is going to be in uniform and, by all accounts, is getting the start, but who they're playing against? Hold Sacramento. On, I'm this having is... an issue
3: here. Technical issue.
4: You're having a technical issue. You're having a technical issue on the air. Or you're having a technical issue off the air. Gremlins. I mean, is... they're, t- they're taking is... over today. Oh, wait, so George does not know he's not on the air, or he thinks no, he's I'm not... on the
3: air. That's why I said, Cappy, I have a technical issue.
4: Yeah, what was it? What
3: is it? so my headphones these uh-huh. headphones that I got um which are very nice um they don't they have like um you know how you have the little plug on one end to plug it in right to like the outlet yeah it also plugs into the headphone too got it has that has a plug yeah. for the headphone
4: got that yeah
3: so it uh, when I turned I turned too far and it mm-hmm. yanked out
4: and then you couldn't hear anything you're like what's going on what <laughs> happened did I go well off no the I now? immediately
3: realized it but then I was trying to put it back in like you know and just it took a second you, gotta,
4: you got that little thing that that little thing and you got to stick it in that little hole thing so you gotta, right because it's
3: actually got like a little tunnel that it goes through first before it gets into the actual outlet
4: oh oh okay gotcha yeah first the tunnel then the outlet correct on the actual headphone okay all right well here's where we were in the middle of yeah. that before but why you got to diss bad though? bunny bro what, what about bad bunny why you got to diss him i'm not dissing bad bunny yeah yeah you are no good. diss yeah, you no, are. This. I'm going to
3: I- when Bad Bunny's big Laker fan. So when I see Bad Bunny at the Laker game, I'm going to say, "Yo, yeah. this guy right there." Yeah. He said, "You're no, you're no Van Halen." And you know what he's going to say?
4: Give me what his phone. Gonna I'm going to throw
3: it. I'm going to throw his phone. Right. He should. He should throw your phone.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm going to walk in with Sammy Hagar and be like, "Sammy, let's get Bad Bunny down to uh, Cabo Wabo. Let's have him play a couple of jam if, sessions for if us." If
3: Sammy Hagar and Bad Bunny walked into the arena at the same time, only one of them is getting mobbed at this point of their lives.
4: That's totally true, but yeah. for me, I'd be like, I'd much rather talk to Sammy than Bad Bunny. I think I've got a well, little Well, I don't think you could have a
3: conversation with Bad Bunny. Your Spanish isn't good enough.
4: You don't think his English is good enough? Um, I think his English is
3: okay, but I feel like you're. he would want to be talking in Spanish more, so he'd well, be more comfortable. meet in the middle,
4: he and I. Yeah. Spanglish? Yeah, a little half and half. See. Action. So tonight, though, you, you were talking... You're about to get into Russ, right? What a big game tonight. Mm-hmm. That The kind of game that if, you're, if you don't watch the Clippers, or if you're kind of like me and you just watch the Lakers. Now look, that was an amazing game last night between Philadelphia and Memphis. I get it, okay? And that's the kind of game that any sports fan would love to watch, especially the ending of that game and that block by Embiid was incredible. But George, the Clippers, I'm not usually watching a Clipper game, and I'm not really watching that many Sacramento King games. But tonight, these two teams on the floor with the same number of wins and Russ getting his first start, now you got a story that I'm interested in. You're gonna watch it? I didn't say that, but I'm s- uh, said I'm interested. You see? Well, I'm gonna be at a restaurant and a bar, so I suspect that the game will be on in-, in the TVs and I'll ask them to put it on. Yo, you guys mind putting on that LA game and then they're gonna be like, yo, there's no Laker games on and be like, No, the Clipper game, dude. Clippers. Yeah, yeah. put on the Clippers. Why? Who are they playing? Kings. Kings? Clippers, yeah. Kings, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah, big game tonight. What's Rachel gonna say when you're doing that though? I got a little guys' dinner action going tonight. Oh, well then, I, that then you're not gonna have any issues actually. I think the guys, well, I, these two guys couldn't care less. I, uh, they believe me. They they watch less basketball than Rachel does. These two mm-hmm. characters, right? But uh, but I I am very interested in this game tonight. You you gonna be watching this? Yeah, I'm, uh, it's Friday night, man. NBA. I'm in. Oh, so no date night tonight. No Kelly tonight.
1: No, bro. Kelly knows
4: it? Friday nights are basketball nights. We have it's a ball night, bro. Really. It's a ball night. She knows who
3: she married. I got a game. I also have a game on Sunday. Like, I get ready for a game. Like, I got stuff to do. What game you got? I got Clippers Denver on Sunday and Sunday night on ESPN. That
4: game's here? No, in Denver. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, you got to schlep this weekend. I do have to schlep this weekend. Yeah. By the way, you know how nasty and cold and miserable and wet it is here, you know? Yeah. It's even worse there.
3: Well, it is right now, but it won't be on when I get there on Saturday.
4: Oh, really? Because I saw today the weather in Denver. I don't know why I was looking. 12, yeah, it's brutal. Degrees.
3: Yeah, it's brutal. But it's supposed to be like 50 when I get there.
4: Oh, all right, you can live with that.
1: Yeah, it's totally fine, actually.
4: I'm telling you right now, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's changed. I don't know anything about global warming. I don't know anything about science. I don't know anything about the earth. I don't know anything about the atmospheric layers, okay? I don't know about uh, hydrogen or oxygen or anything else on the periodic table of whatever it is. All I know is something's going on because it's freezing and it's raining and it's 150 mile an hour category one storm winds. Well, George, you have any explanation? I mean, are you an expert in the weather?
3: Um, It's February. It's usually cold in most places in February. Not like yeah. this. Yeah. Not I mean, like this here. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I believe in all that in climate change and all that stuff. And I, I'm not a weather person, um, not to the point where I can explain it intelligently, but. I'm assuming that there's probably, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things. that You know all that hairspray you used to use in the 90s, mm-hmm. you and Van Halen? Mm-hmm. That probably caused the problem we have in the ozone, which created a big problem. As
4: really, you head. think me and my grandmother using Aquanet? Aquanet, yeah. Really? Aquanet yeah. is a problem, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Probably <laughs> created a big problem, to be honest with you.
4: Really? Not yeah. all of our cars? You know,
3: I mean the cars help didn't help either, but I mean your Aquanet specifically, like, you oh. know, is probably a big problem. well. how about guess.
4: like the Lysol aerosol spray that I might spray around? You know, yeah, like, when you poop, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's
3: so why you got to go about? Febreze,
4: bro. Well, I'm I could Febreze as well. Yeah,
3: Febreze is not doesn't have the aerosol.
6: You should actually use poopari.
3: Or poopari, there you Poo-Pourri, go. decent yeah, product.
6: You got to put that in. The, everyone forgets you have to put it in the toilet before beforehand. That's
4: right.
3: You yeah. put
6: the poopery. I don't
4: ever use it. You use it lens.
6: Yeah. We always bring it on vacation because my uh, my brother in law always stinks up the bathroom. Oof. <laughs> so, got, and then he's like, he's always like, he's got, I forget. He's got stuff fermenting, is what you're saying? Yes, always. And he's always like, I forget to put it in there first. It's so stupid that you have to put it in there first. I was like, it has to create the layer, the protective layer, you know?
4: Wait, so everybody knows that your brother in law is the one who smells?
6: Yeah. He stinks up the bathroom because he'll sit in there for like an hour. <laughs> And nobody can use the bathroom for like an hour, you
4: know? <laughs> you take yeah, a real hard him. copy newspaper or something with him? His phone. <laughs> <laughs> his phone stinks afterwards.
6: Yep.
3: It's gross. <laughs>
4: it is
0: gross. Yeah.
3: Uh, so, Cappy, your boy Brody's going to play and he's going to start. They've they're got Terrence Mann going to the bench, which is kind of his more natural role anyway. But I am curious to see because apparently, according to the story, the Clippers, as an organization, were initially against bringing in Russell Westbrook.
4: And PG, Paul George, pushed for them to do it. Isn't it amazing, though, that they not only were initially saying organizationally, nah, we don't really see it. We don't need it. And then to have a guy like Paul George who organizationally, you're like, we trust you. You think this is what's good for us? You think this is going to help us? We don't really have a massive risk, so we'll give it a try. But, George, to walk right into the starting lineup, I don't know if it's because we've gotten conditioned to him being a role player, a bench player with the Lakers. But I think that's what most of us thought that he is now in his career. I, I'm not really sure why the Clippers feel like this is a good move to.
3: Well, but he could be in the starting lineup and still only play 20 or 25 minutes. Like that yeah, doesn't I mean know. anything.
4: I know, but 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 what's the reason? Like like, do we really need him well, to? Or is may- it like we hey, we want him to maybe. be happy, so we let's get off on the right foot with him?
3: Yeah, I mean, maybe they feel like they have enough shooting uh, around him. You know, they feel like Kawhi is a decent enough shooter, and Paul George is an excellent shooter, and. You know, if they start Marcus Morris Sr., he's a good shooter. Like, they feel like they have enough shooting around him, probably.
4: What if? Just what if? I mean, that's my guess. And Ty Lu is also one of the better, you know, like, coaches in the NBA. But but let's just play this out for one quick second. While the Laker fans are understandably excited about what we have all seen since the trade deadline, right? I don't care that it's against two teams that are wounded, all right? You're still seeing a much better product. Yeah, I agree. What if the Clippers with Russ go on some ridiculous, crazy run? Oh,
3: man. (laughs) That would be insane. I I don't know. I, I look at the situation as a volatile situation. I think that high risk, high reward. But that also means, you know, the high risk part is a big part of this, too. You know what I mean? Like this thing could flame out in epic fashion. Or, you know, if he plays the role that they want him to play then it could be really beneficiary, beneficial, a beneficiary for them, you know?
4: Mm. Well,
3: I I they could would be the beneficiaries of, of a guy who has finally figured it out, right? Like at this stage of his career. You So mean like
4: in the last two weeks, he just all of a sudden figured it out.
3: I mean, listen, things can humble you. He's, remember a, a year ago, Ramona Shelburne came on our show and said that he did not want to be a buyout candidate because you then get labeled a certain way in the NBA. It's almost like a scarlet letter, right? And he did that anyway, right? So what's, you know, I'm I'm not saying, like, he's going to be some completely changed person, but he's also on a team with a lot more veterans on it. And he's also on a team with a championship coach on it. And that's not a knock on anyone else on the Lakers, but it's not what they had. Like, they, Russell Westbrook on the Clippers is just an ancillary player in 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 theory right in in the sense of he's not a necessity the Lakers needed Russell Westbrook in their current con- construct with him on it
4: the Clippers do not need
3: him They're, he's not a necessity for
4: them I also think that in the Clipper locker room where look I know Kawhi Leonard's a basketball star and Paul George is a basketball star but LeBron James is an international icon and it's his team And I'm not saying that it's not Paul George's team. It's not Kawhi's team. I just, their personalities are very different. So I could see where Russ could perhaps fit into that environment where he couldn't fit in to the Laker environment. And by the exact same token, the Lakers getting rid of him, everybody is talking about playing and having, you ready for this, for the first time in probably two years, having fun while playing. This could work out for both. Uh, It's possible, we'll see.
5: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And, BOOM! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good!
1: But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start
3: their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at
1: LQ.com.
3: I stutter, 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 stutter. I can tell you're lying because when you're replying, stutter, 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 stutter.
4: George, you know, I've never really met O'Shea. You've never even had a conversation with him? Not Never had him on the phone, never met him in person. I've been at the radio station now almost three years, never met him. Um, what did he call me? He called me like a... Blank document. A blank document. And I, I still don't quite understand it. So Like if I got it and I would understand it and appreciate it, but I don't... So what? if
3: you open a blank document on your computer screen, what do you see?
4: Uh, a blank document.
3: Yeah, but like what color?
4: Kind of like a grayish, like a light gray kind of no, color.
3: No, 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 no. A little lighter on the spectrum.
4: Okay. Uh, I don't know, like a lavenderish kind of a. No, no, thing? way lighter
3: than that. Yeah.
4: Lighter, huh? Um, I don't know. In the in the white family, perhaps. Yes,
3: yes, yes, yes.
4: So when he says that I'm a blank document, he means that I'm a white piece of paper.
3: Yeah, you're a white guy.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing I can do about that.
3: Right. I'm just saying. You know. I so mean, some of your like some of the stuff you say he feels like is uh, is very old, you know whitey.
4: Just very white, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. whiteish. ish Oh really? Really?
3: Whiteish. white-ish. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't you're not always white ish. No? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you try to be like young and hip, you know? Ish. Which usually means less whitish, you know? Well you yeah, Oh no, I, I,
6: w- I would argue that it makes him like more ish when he does that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no offense, Cappy. No, none taken. I mean, listen, um when you have the sort of riz oh, right, that, right that I sort of rock. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, people people understand that I'm a very young hip happening dude. Of course, you know, so O'Shea's coming on, and I don't feel good about this, if I'm being totally honest, because I do think that Steve Mason will say, "Hey, hey, hey, that's an off limits kind of guy. That guy, that, that would be like us bringing on Freddie Prince Jr. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's not true because Freddie Prince Jr. used to come on with me all the time. I understand, but don't you feel that Mason feels that he has some sort of ownership no. of this guest? No, he
3: should not feel that about anyone, to be honest with you, let alone, I mean, just in general. But but, but uh, don't you think but, that's how but he's but he done it? I used to have Freddie Prince on all the time. I never had O'Shea on all the time, but only because it just didn't, we didn't, we weren't like friendly like that when I was doing the show, the previous iteration of it. Uh, but Freddie used to literally be a guest co host with me.
4: Yeah, but, but wasn't he also with Mason long before that?
3: Uh, I mean, I don't know. Long okay, so what, all not. I'm saying but is that Freddie Steve... and I hit it off, like, you know, like, and we
4: he would do the show. All right, uh, well, all I'm me. saying is that Mason may feel a certain way. Whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just saying that he's on vacation. He's going to come back, and I know, and you know, and everybody else knows, that Morales is going to be just sticking it to him. Like, while you were gone, Sedano and Cap became best friends with O'Shea Jackson, and now he's never coming on your show again. I mean, you know that's what's going to happen, right? Whatever. I don't care.
3: I don't care anymore. I'm not here to cater to Mason's feelings anymore. That's it. I'm done.
4: Aw. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Cut that.
3: (laughs) All right. Seriously. Like, he's a grown-ass man. Like, enough, dude.
4: He is a grown-ass man. You know? I think he and I have a date next week to go to a Laker game. Maybe it's not next week. Maybe it's the week after. There you go. All right. I'll try and smooth things over. Enjoy that. Thank you. Yeah. I got no time for this nonsense. All right. Anybody going to go see Cocaine Bear this weekend? No, I just told you where I'm going this weekend. Well, you're going. You said you're going to Denver, right? But I got a game, right? I know, but maybe okay. you go see Cocaine Bear in Denver. I, we have time. I don't have two hours to go to a movie while I have to get ready for a game. Mm-hmm. How about next week when the Lakers are playing and uh, we're knocked off the air? You're gonna go see Cocaine Bear? Maybe
3: then? during the week it's a, a little easier. Yeah, sure. Take the kids. No, I'm not taking the kids to Cocaine Bear.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: Probably
6: not? Why, Why not? <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: Is it a um, PG-13? Yeah. No, it's not. Uh, Cappy, so real quick, mm. you have become a big, you know, speaking of bears, uh, I'll give you another, uh, animal in the animal kingdom, a lion, right? You've been a big lions fan this season, right? True. True. I mean, yeah. I like Dan Campbell. I
4: like Jared Goff.
3: Yeah. So this season they overachieved. There's no question about that. They didn't make the playoffs, but you know, they were a fun team. And so today on NFL live, I was watching on ESPN and our friend Mina Kimes and Ryan Clark were on there. And they were doing like a segment of like, you know, draft and what teams should be doing for the draft and whatever. So the Lions came up and they were talking about the draft capital they have. I believe they have four picks in the first two rounds, two in the first, two in the second. Mm -hmm. So they asked them, well, what do you think they should do with their draft capital? And Mina and Ryan had very similar answers, although they framed it very differently. Uh, I want you to hear this. Go ahead. Play Mina first.
6: I was so impressed what Jared, Jared Goff did for this team. I love the Lions story, but I do think they really need to seriously consider drafting a quarterback, in part because I love this team so much. Like, this team is going to be a case study for how to rebuild the mm. right way. They are so headed in the correct direction. I think that they are positioned to become, you know, a true playoff contender. And while Jared Goff played at a high level and good surroundings, and we've seen him do that over the course of his career, I do think they have to ask, is there a quarterback in this draft? who can elevate his circumstances, A, a truly special player that likes of whom can go toe to toe with you know Patrick Mahomes, et cetera. And, and the other thing I would think about, I would worry about is if I'm Detroit is we're going to be good. We might not be in this position again. So it's going to depend on their internal evaluation of the quarterbacks, but I think they need to at least consider it.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think that's crazy to consider it because he does have a ceiling. I don't think there's any question about that.
4: I mean, I think, Generally speaking, this is going to sound very football-y, but um, you know, you're know you evaluating every position all the time. I don't think the Chiefs are too worried about Patrick Mahomes, but I think if you're the Lions, you're probably thinking like, what do we have, what can we do, what's out there? But the thing is, is this. If you're the Lions and you say they overachieved, I don't know that they'd say they overachieved. Um, they went from being bad to being middle of the pack, and I think that what they think is that they're on their way now. They've got an established coach. He's created a an environment. Uh, they've got a veteran quarterback that has been to a Super Bowl in his career. They've got some nice pieces around. They have drafted this kid out of Michigan last year, this defensive end, Hutchinson, who's a great young player. So I think that the Lions think that they're now about to take the next step, and the best thing you can do is have consistency at the coach and the quarterback. Right, but just because they draft a quarterback doesn't mean that they're going to start the quarterback right away. Right, but you're, listen, when you say draft, I suspect that what they're talking about is drafting a quarterback high. Like, go out and see if you can find one of the young up-and-coming quarterbacks. Right, but it, it still doesn't
3: mean you can – I mean, how many guys have been drafted in the first round and sit? I mean, Patrick Mahomes sat for a year behind Alex Smith, for God's sake. He did, sake. but here's what I would tell
4: you. If I'm the Lions, I feel like a quarterback sitting on the bench is not going to help me this year. I'd rather go and try and win as well, fast as possible, and and that that's what she said, right? She mentioned that, but but you have four picks in the
3: first two rounds. Like it's not like you can't find players to help you at those other positions and and do
4: two things at the same time. I'm not giving up on Jared Goff. I mean, no, and, he's and, just a guy. And, and you want to know something? The more I read that article yesterday uh, in the Athletic about the Rams and about Sean McVay and the way he is high and low and how don't people- say what I think you're going to say. What do you think I'm going to say? You're going to say that 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 Sean McVay ruined Jared Goff. Not ruined. I just I've always maintained never trusted. Well, because sure, because Goff was a young player and McVay was a young coach. So I think that that Jared Goff. I mean, his best football. It might actually be the next two to three years of his career.
3: Yeah, I mean, it might be, but I I would, I think we've seen the best of Jared Goff, personally. I, when I, was that? He, when was the he, best
4: of Jared Goff? I'm curious. Was it last year in Detroit, or was it? When, I would say was 2018
3: it was a great year for him. 2019 or whatever it was, in that er- in that era where they went to the Super Bowl that year, that, that was his best year.
4: Well, that was his best year when they had a nice running game. And by the way, when Mina mentioned uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, drafting somebody that can go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, I do recall a game at the Coliseum, one of the greatest Monday night football, regular season football games I'd ever been to, where the Chiefs and the Rams went toe-to-toe. and who was Yeah, the but the that Chiefs night? and the
3: Rams went toe-to-toe. Uh, when Patrick Mahomes was a baby, basically. Like, he's not this dude right now. And Jared Goff was a baby as well. Mm, he had at least been in the league a little longer, Maybe though. Maybe a year. Okay. That may that's a big difference in a quarterback ages. Don't you think a whole year is a big difference?
4: No, I really don't. But that's okay. either here or there. Uh, okay,
3: but do right, so you, you want to hear what Jared Ryan Goff. Clark has to say? Because sure. I. I he, he he echoes very similar sentiments, although taking a different path to get there. Let's hear Ryan. This just brings me back to the
5: office when Michael was in his office and he <laughs> finally got the girl and she left. And not in these words, but he said, My, that's when your girl ain't your girl no <laughs> more. That's exactly
2: what I feel like happens with Jared Goff, right? Like Jared Goff Aww. can get you right there and then you
3: feel like you need to take that next step. And now looking at their draft capital, also the way that they've built this team, they're going to look for that extra step that gets them to a position where they can compete for a Super Bowl, where they can compete for an NFC North championship. And so when you start to do your evaluations of these quarterbacks, when it gets to the Will Levises and the Anthony Richardsons, if they're still available, I think you're going to look at the upside and potential of those guys and maybe pull the trigger on drafting one.
4: Mm. All right. There you go. I respect Mina. I respect Ryan. I uh, am rooting for Jared Goff to prove all the doubters wrong. The haters? Yeah, I don't even know if they're haters. They're just doubters. Yeah. You know, love to ridicule the guy. Oh, the Rams couldn't go anywhere with him. You know, he was a young kid quarterback who the coach had no trust in him and uh, and then kind of came back trying to rush back from a surgery only to then be benched and then the team needed him and he wound up winning that game. I'm, I'm a Jared Goff fan. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. like I'm a Jared Goff fan, like I'm a Dan Campbell fan, but I'm rooting for those guys. Yeah, he's just a dude. Would you rather have, him. I mean, would you rather have Jared Goff or Derek Carr?
3: Mm, it's close. It's a toss-up for me.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I don't think much of Derek Carr. I mean, Jared yeah. Goff, he's a middle-of-the-road guy. Yeah. But I'm rooting for him.
3: Uh Also, what we're not going to have time for here, but we'll get to in the next segment, uh, because I did want to get into some interesting intel that Brian Windhorst has levied upon us when it comes to the Lakers' potential offseason thinking, uh, or at least LeBron's offseason thinking. Uh, We'll get to that coming up. But there is a mention by Ryan Clark that will get you going, Cappy, okay? Which we didn't get to here, but we'll get to it in the next segment after what you need to know, uh, and then we'll do Windhorst and what he said about LeBron and the Lakers' potential offseason targets for this coming offseason in a moment. Stick around. 710 ESPN.